happen to have driven by our church Friday or yesterday up through about lunchtime or so, you would have seen that we had a kind of a, a display set up out front. <clears throat> we had 19 chairs uh, set up out here on the lawn to, to represent the 19 students who were killed, who were murdered in Texas this week. And there were two additional chairs that represented the two teachers who were also murdered during that incident. Um, I don't want to talk about this a whole lot for a long period this morning, but it's just, just something I, that I always feel when this stuff happens, I just feel God leads me to, 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 talk, to talk about it, um, especially within a Christian context. You know, I don't want to, I'm so glad you guys are here, and I don't want to dampen the, the celebratory atmosphere this morning, but I, I just feel in my heart of hearts that God has prompted me to talk about this, and it's something that, that we as Christians need to hear as well, because it's something we need to live out in our lives. Um, you know, God has just given me a passion. He has given me a passion to, to speak against violence. And uh, I get, I, I, I talk about this any time that I get the opportunity um, to do so. Um, and I, I, my sermon, you know, later is not going to be about violence, but I just want to share a couple of thoughts with you. You know, I don't care about the, uh, I don't care about the political conversations that go on when this stuff happens. That means absolutely nothing to me. Frankly, I think it means absolutely nothing to God. I think what happens a lot of times Christians get involved and they get, they get involved in all this turmoil about legislation and partisan politics and it distracts us. It distracts us from our primary purpose and it distracts us from what should be our primary focus as Christians. First and foremost, we need to understand that God detests physical violence. There is no other way to state that. God absolutely detests physical violence. As a matter of fact, if you were not aware of this, violence, violence in our hearts, violence in our actions, is one of the reasons, if not the primary reason, that God said he flooded the earth in Genesis. Do y'all remember that? Were y'all aware of that? Let me read to you Genesis chapter 6, a couple of verses here. Genesis 6, 11 through 13 says this, Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and that it was filled with violence. He observed all the corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. God actually gives us his reasoning for flooding the earth, corruption, and physical violence to one another. Church violence is a sin. Violence is a sin, church, and it's a sin that God particularly detests and that God particularly cannot stomach. I'm talking about physical violence right now, but there's other kinds of violence, too. I'm also talking about the violence that starts in our hearts because that's where it always begins. Violence always starts in our hearts, and it comes out. It manifests itself out through our words, through our actions. I'm going to tell you one other place it manifests itself out, too, these days in 2022, and I see it coming from Christians as well. It manifests itself out through our fingertips and our social media and our internet presence. You know, Jesus said that's what defiles us. What comes out of our mouths is what defiles us. He also said this about murder. In Matthew chapter 5, he said, you heard that it was said that you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you, anyone who is angry 
Anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Violence in our hearts, violence in our words, violence in our actions is nothing less than violence against God. When we cave in, when we give in to sinful violence, we are crucifying Jesus over and over again. Violence that we exhibit in the world toward other human beings is violence towards the creation that God so loved. We should do better. Church, I'm not talking about the people out there. I'm not talking about the non-believers. I'm not talking about the people in the secular world. They don't have what we have. I can't hold them to that level of accountability. But we can hold each other to that level of accountability. We should hold each other to that level of accountability, church. As followers of Christ, we should model in every possible way the anti-violence to which we are called as Christians. We refuse to allow violence. We refuse to allow meanness. We refuse to allow hatred to simmer in our hearts. We refuse to copy the ways of the world, the ways of the world. Y'all remember us talking about Romans 12? Be not conformed to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. This is one example of what Paul was talking about when he wrote that. We don't conform to the ways of the world. We don't copy those ways through verbal insults, through verbal assaults. We don't copy the world through physical acts of revenge, through physical acts of retaliation, through physical acts of intentional bodily harm. We refuse to be seduced by that. And it is a seduction. I get it. I've been mad before. But we refuse this. We refuse to be seducted by the ways of the world. We refuse to be seduct seducted, seduced by these easy ways. And we follow instead what? We follow the narrow path that we all know that Jesus talked about. Church, we are not going to help our society when we embrace and when we mimic the ways of our society. Christ calls us to mimic him and he calls us to something bigger and he calls us to something better and as we talked about in Sunday school this morning, he calls us to something holy. Against violence, refusing to be seduced by that, refusing to act it out through our words, certainly through our actions, is an act of holiness. Church, we know this is going to come to an end one day. We know as Christians that one day violence is, is not going to be something we have to be concerned about. We know the prophets in the Old Testament tell us there's going to come a day when our, our, our swords and our spears are going to be turned into, into pruning shears and into garden tools. Isaiah 16 says this about the future. This is what we can look forward to. They said, no longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your border, but you will call your walls salvation all your gates praise. Church, that's what the kingdom of God looks like. That's what the kingdom of God looks like. And here's the thing. That is what we are praying to experience here and now. That is what we are praying to be able, by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit that resides in each and every one of us, that is what we are praying to, leave, to be able to live out in the here and now, every time, 
Every time we say those words, and how many times have I told you guys something similar to this? Every time we praise those words, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we pray those words, we're praying to be able to embrace that anti-violent 